welcome to episode 52 of Finding My Voice, and today... Hi! Yeah, I'm back! Third time? Yeah, I it's a third. I am so flattered to be back. <laughs> this is going to be the LARP show now, I think. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, we can we can have our, uh, our sitcom of uh, Tempest and Mel... Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't think about them. <laughs> we haven't actually explained that part yet, but we should. We will. Totally should. Oh, we will. I should lower the volume here. We're actually peaking a bit. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's yes. what happens when you have two yeah. actors. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, you need to be loud. Oh, we okay. project to the back of the room. <laughs> so we are once again. We are in Dallas's hotel. Last time Dallas was on, um, we were speaking over. Um, um, the, over the internet but now we are back in the hotel because tonight we are larping and it's a big one yes <laughs> same larp but how much did we actually talk about no oh, we didn't we we purposely didn't and and anybody that's listening that is not familiar with the world is probably like what is going on? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have to l at least listen to the episodes, where we, other episodes where we talked about the LARP. Yeah. But what you mentioned before is wonderful, Tempest and Nell. Yes. Uh, I don't think, I, I have mentioned Nell at some point, but not in depth. Right. I think. Um, Nell is my old vampire tabletop character, and when Dallas created her character Tempest... And also, I found out that the campaign I played in is actually canon in the LARP. Knowing that my old gangrel, Nell, existed in the world and in America, and your character also from America, I'm like, hey, let's have the meat. Right, right. <laughs> and from that, what happened? I'm going to get my oh, coffee. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We met. Um, it, it actually worked out pretty well for my character. It made a lot of sense for my character to go to where Nell was, which is LA, and from there it just started blossoming into, okay, what if they met, and then what would happen if they did, and would they like each other, would they not like each other, wait, no, they would be friends, and it would be kind of an odd couple situation, and then <laughs> it just kept blooming into this really, really fun story we have, about the yeah. two of them and their adventure. <laughs> this really big epic story with like setups and payoffs and like, yeah they yeah. live together <laughs> yes like, oh. which is uh kind of a no-no yeah they, they, they shouldn't really be living together because um. um it's not like living together in this situation where you're actually a camarilla on anarch ground with this proper proper kind of permits and stuff yeah the living together part isn't as taboo but the situation where you're living with a gangrel, right? And you're kind of—it's almost like a pet situation, right? That's very taboo. That's that's yeah. So she's basically <laughs> my roommate. I only call her my roommate. Um, she is, and she she did kind of end up as my pet, but not like a. a she not, likes being pampered. Yeah, yeah, and and that's actually the pet stuff comes more from now than it does from Tempest yeah. because Tempest doesn't want to. Uh, actually keep Nell as a pet like she she has a cat um Tempest has her own cat that's a, a regular cat a ghoul cat a ghoul cat a ghoul yeah. cat which means that it's like kind of bound to me in yeah. a sense a, a ghoul like you feed you feed your cat vampire blue your own vampire blood uh and while 
uh, the cat receives a steady supply, it doesn't age. Right. And it gets a little bit boosted intelligence, a little bit boosted kind of strength and stuff, and mm-hmm. it heals. Yeah. So uh, she has a pet, um, and she enjoys now being uh, a cat in her cat form and pampering now, but she... Now may- can't transform into a cat, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she wouldn't... She would never say, oh, okay, you, you can't leave the house or, like, yeah. like it's, it's not the same as the ghoul cat situation. Um, so, yeah, so Nell can tra- has discovered that she can transform into a cat, and Tempest is wealthy, so she has a really big apartment, and Nell just kind of stayed and realized she liked being yeah. able to transform into a cat and be pampered. And it works out well for the both of them. Yeah. But they really shouldn't tell too many people yeah. because it's it's taboo. And <laughs> T- Typically, gangrel hate being associated with pets and, like, dogs and cats. They want to be like, no, we are noble beasts. Right. What are you talking about? Like, whereas Nell is like, are you serious? Like, pets are basically royalty. Like, what are you talking right. about? <laughs> right. Um, and it's, it's really fun because it's totally consensual, but it would be probably worse for Nell if they found out, I think. I Technically, I suppose, if Nell cared even slightly about her social standing, which he doesn't. Yeah, um, fair, fair. With, with Tempest, it would, they might like, attack, I suppose. Well, if they, if they suspect that you're doing some mind trickery, and removing Nell's free will, right. they will probably try to kill you. Right. And that's that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Tempest is not doing that. Tempest makes it very clear that she's mm-hmm. not doing that. But of course, you know people. Except that, that one time believe. when we're not well, that we don't mention. We don't mention that. That was an no. accident. <laughs> Total accident. Um. Yeah. I mean, in this universe, if a vampire drinks. Uh, another vampire's blood that means that they are there's there's different levels to these but they are essentially blood bound to that particular yeah vampire and kind of like a love potion it's a yeah it's very much like a love potion level one is more infatuation and and it's not too bad it's okay level two we're getting a bit serious yeah that's that's not great um and level three is fully bound yeah, you are their willing slave. Yeah. Yeah, for and, a year at least. Yeah, and you pretty much do whatever you, they say. And it, it, you can resist, but it takes a lot of strength. Yeah. And uh, it's very taboo within the community. Um, yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, it's kind of... You're removing someone's free will. Right. Level one isn't that much of a big deal because it's your own emotions heightened. Right. But level two, that's when it starts, like, overriding your own free will. Right. Like, level one doesn't control you. It just makes you feel stronger. Right. And so, um, one time, Nell accidentally drank Tempest's blood and didn't notice the first time so much. But then the second, it got to round two. And we're like, hmm, you're a bit more affectionate than normal. Oh, Oh, you drank from that bowl. Oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> we'll never talk about yeah, this again. Because the way this is like, you can feed your ghoul in different ways, right? <laughs> like, you can have your ghoul bite you. But what Tempest did was that she actually pulled 
she has she has got blood, medical blood bags which they use for snacks. But then she's tapped her own blood in blood bags too for to feed her ghoul. Right. And then she would like pour that blood into a bowl for her cat to drink. Yep. And one time Nell, behaving as a pet that she likes to do, she drank from the wrong bowl. Yep. And she did this two nights in a row, bringing her to a level two. Yep. <laughs> and we we realized, well, our characters realized, and. Uh, that has to be kept secret forever and yeah. ever because that's quite taboo and uh, oopsie. <laughs> well, that would last about about three months. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we were both aware, so it so it all ended up okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got new bowls and different system. Um. So yeah, we have a whole kind of a whole world set up before. Delsa's character even got to Sweden and right. we started right we started putting these little scenes we played out into chat GPT to give us back like a readable story just for for the fun of it right right and after doing that for a while we started, this is a really pretty this is a pretty good story yeah so we started organizing it in chapters and we're like you know let's make this good there's actually a narrative <laughs> and uh so we're we Started going back a little bit, but we're going to go back more and fill in our own yeah. voices. But we haven't been using AI anymore. Yeah. We just started writing our own chapter. <laughs> yeah, at first it was just for fun for, for us to have. But then, all right, I kind of like this now so much that I want to change the weird robot parts. that Because chat GPT can be quite cheesy. Yeah. Uh, so we started going back and changing and adding, yeah. polishing. And then, yeah, the, now we started do, writing the next part without using ChatGPT because now, now it's like, now it's our story. Yeah. I don't want a robot to write this. Right. <laughs> now it's, it's, it is our story and it's become an urban fantasy thriller, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, We've always talked about the fun parts, but yes, there is some violence and some darkness. Oh, there's a lot, a lot yeah. of violence and darkness. Um. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's quite funny, especially in the beginning, but... Uh, there is, this is the world of darkness. So there's some there's some torture and and yeah. maiming and blood and and death and frenzying. Yeah. And, you know, lots of kinky stuff. Yeah. Going on. Um. And like you said, it's the world of darkness. Like. Vampire the Masquerade is not supposed to be a power fantasy. I mean, there's power fantasy elements. Right. But all in all, um, the foundation of the world of darkness is being a vampire isn't great. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Like, it's there are so many horrible things about being a vampire. You have powers to survive, mm-hmm. but it's never supposed to be like puppies and kittens. Well, right. except in, in Tempest and Nell's case, where right. it's a lot of kittens. Where there's a lot of kittens. <laughs> but yeah, like... No one actually has kittens, but, but lots of fun cat stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, horrible things happen. We get some... Because I played Nell before, we, we bring in some of her tragic backstory. Yes. Uh, violent backstories. Yes. And it's, it's, it gives Nell a sort of arc to it. And give... I don't know, she has a chance to... To deal with it in a new way, I think it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of interesting to yeah. um, to see this character have to kind of face that part of her past. 
Yeah, the, the fact that her mentor was killed, like she tried to save him and failed, and now the same thing is happening to Tempest. Right. That's really intense because it's happening again. Right. So the story is really, really powerful. And I, I love that we have actually kind of not mentioned the LARP a lot at all. <laughs> yeah, we had this it's supposed to be about the LARP. Yeah. But I like this setup because after this whole ordeal they go through, mm-hmm. uh, Tempest Sayu shows up and hears about it and is like, this has to be an opera. And he wrote, we, we kind of designed an opera around this. Yes. <laughs> and now, today, the Game Masters have made it official that that fictional opera <laughs> is canonically going to show in Sweden the Gothenburg Opera in February 2024. So <laughs> it's the, the opera, the, the Storm and the Wildflower by Tempest Sire is showing in Sweden. That, it, it, officially in the LARP. That is it's fun. Great. It's great. It's <laughs> great. And uh, it's... It's actually really helped my character. It shaped, mm-hmm. her, uh, shaped her quite a bit. It's given um, a lot of backstory. Because I, my, my first LARP, one of the kind of hard things about it was it's so open in a way. And for somebody that's uh, maybe used to even improv theater, like you kind of have, you, you do know the rules. Mm-hmm. The, 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 there's less rules, in, actually. Or like there's less information that you need to know um and if you say something that's a little bit off like you kind of just go with it it's always yes and yes and yes and but here in the larp that can get you in trouble because (laughs) you do like the less yes and and then all of a sudden like all of a sudden you're hiding a body all of a sudden you're hiding a body like how did i end up here (laughs) i don't actually want to be hiding a body and and you like the facts and everything you, you make up as you go along, but then you realize, oh, that's not the facts of that particular domain, and someone else knows yeah. that domain, and and so your your um, fantasy doesn't necessarily line up with somebody's fantasy, and so like it can it can be kind of intimidating and stressful, but uh, the story has helped me kind of shaped that past where it's like okay no i i have this know how to talk about it like this is what yeah. my sire is like this is uh where he is and this is why i'm here and and it shaped your character's identity yes yeah yes. you know what yeah it's you know how to react like right. because in improv theater and and when you're on stage even if it's good to fill out your backstories and purposes you have a script to rely on or right. in improv theater you have there's always external purposes you're right. supposed to entertain you're supposed to make jokes Right, um, right. There's always some sort of containment within yeah. it, and with LARPing, there is containment, but it's it's you're uh, free. It, it's a different kind, and and it can be a little bit overwhelming for somebody that isn't used to it. So yeah, as, as we said, you don't know what you're saying yes to all the time. All yeah. of a sudden, you're hiding a body. <laughs> yes, because your your character, you have your hopes and dreams and your purposes, and you're afraid of things. You have your enemies. You have your friends, and. You can't just yes everything, which is a problem for my character, who has like a compo- compulsory behavior of all saying yes to things, right. <laughs> which is horrifying. Um, but you have to live with the consequences of what your character. This is a serial, um, serial uh, LARP, which right. means that next next time you are facing the consequences of what you did last time. Right. Uh, so if you say yes to hiding a body, now you are an accomplice to of whatever that was. Right, right. <laughs> Whereas usually with improv theater, it kind of resets all the time. And, and uh, um, it's, so it's just a new sort of experience. Um, 
so I've been really glad to actually spend a lot of time on my character's backstory and getting to know the world because the world is so big, mm -hmm. so vast. And um, I my character, to make it easier in some ways, is not young, so she should know mm -hmm. certain things. But I, Dallas, forgets. So yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I need to like memorize it, this. You don't have to be too intimidated. Uh, because a lot of the things, it, it's a big, big world that's been, they've been adding to this for like 30 years now, mm -hmm. almost 40, no, 40. Wow. Because um, it was in the 80s, I think, mm -hmm. like, all, like between 30 and 40 years. Um, and even though there's a lot, a lot of it is secret. So your right. character wouldn't know everything. Right. Like, we, like the Game Masters today sent out, reminder, these clans you probably don't know a lot about, unless you're one of them. Right. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> Like, because the people who play these characters, part of their charm is that others don't know who they are. Right. And others don't know what they can do. And your meta knowledge, you shouldn't play on that. Your character probably doesn't know this. Right. Their their powers being secret is kind of part of the charm of playing that clan. Mm -hmm. um, but yes. Um, yes, the opera is showing. And I wanted to get back to... the. We're going to see if we're going to do the same thing again, where we <laughs> record the second half of this episode after the LARP. Yeah, yeah. But my gosh. Oh. There's going to be a lot happening. So uh, we don't know. We don't know what kind of state, um, especially Katarina's character is going to be in. <laughs> so so we're, we can't promise. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, last time, like last episode, I spoke about bleed and... And yes, the first wave of the bleed I was talking about has settled. I don't wake up crying in the mornings anymore <laughs> that kind of thing um but it does like when when i bring up the session and things that happen like i was at frida's last saturday and we had like a christmas bakery thing we we made christmas treats and it was a big thing she's got a big kitchen burning a lot of friends and then the the larp came up and they talked about her character dying and I actually started hyperventilating, <laughs> and uh, and Frida was like, oh, oh, hello, hi, I'm here, I'm alive, because her character, who was uh, my character's closest friend, like a sister, mm -hmm. was murdered, and I saw her body being dragged out, like, both both my character and I were, like, messed up from that. Yeah. Um, and that all happened, like, in the last hour, half hour of that session. Right. And that wasn't a small thing. Bella, who was murdered, is a baron. There's and a lot of other things happen too, and there's there's so much anger and so much revenge going on right now, so the intensity of the last hour of last session probably is going to be the whole session this time. Yeah, like there's a lot of consequences going to come up now, and it's going to be super intense. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be there's going to be a lot. Plus, it's supposedly a ball. So Christmas ball. <laughs> I, I mean, I love it because it, it really heightens everything when there's everything comes out at parties, you know, just weddings, funerals. That's when all family drama comes out. And we are a really messed up family in this <laughs> in this world of darkness. So, you know, some stuff's going to come up. Um, uh, so my drama heart is really excited. Yeah. But, um, and, and also, my character knows that things went down, but she is not fully aware of what happened for everything. So, she she's not really in the middle of it, so she's kind of focusing on the ball, like partly at least. And so, it's going to be 
quite dramatic for her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is oh, what's yeah. happening now. <laughs> I've been thinking since last session, like, oh my gosh, what if Emmy, my character, frenzies? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized she's probably going to frenzy. And yesterday I spoke to Frida and like, how, what is it, how is it with the beast and sorrow? Can sorrow make you frenzy? And she's yeah, absolutely. And then I knew, and then I knew that, oh no, I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah. There's no way Emmy isn't frenzying tonight. Yeah. Like she is going to, there's not, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, and she probably won't be the only character frenzying. No, so. we have a Bruja who also loved Bella. Um, yeah, um, and, um... And then, of course, we have the people on the side that murdered Bella who will respond to that. Right. It's gonna be... Oh, my gosh, it's then, gonna be a massacre. And then we have the people that were sort of hoping that Bella would get murdered. Yeah. Um, but have smartly Tywin Lannister-y have uh, <laughs> kept their hand clean of the murder, but definitely had a had a part in it, um, had the influence of it. Um, so we'll see how they react as well. It's like, I don't know if Nora did it Tywin lannister I think if anyone did it Tywin lannister it was Gale. Because oh. Nora is a hammer. She's not a scalpel. Okay. But I think she was like, just dropping the info. Like she wasn't mm. planning. But I think Gale could might have been. Gale, Gale might have, yeah. Okay. I don't know them well enough yet. I think I think Gale knew she was gonna be executed, Maybe. and she just wanted to just give everyone the middle finger on the way out. Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. Gale knew it was coming for. Her. Huh. Interesting. It, yeah, I I have the impression that she at least suspected, because she had been dropping in humanity and doing more and more horrible things under the orders of the Camarilla. Right. But she also knows that if you get too close to uh, to the bottom of humanity, you can't go on. Right. You are, you are a liability. Um, and she realized that they are doing, like, this might have been the plan all along. A way to just punish her for the diabry. Um, but she kept defending the camera till the end when she was talking to Emmy. And that was so heartbreaking because I was given the task of spying on Gale to report mm-hmm. the suitability of her continued existence. Uh, and the way it's presented, it might actually be presented in a way that sounds like it was my fault that she died. Meta knowledge, I know she died before my report was even read. But, but yeah. Emmy might not know that. Yeah. And the way Katarina plays, that might also cause her to friend Yeah. Me. So, um, poor Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, we had a talk, like, I knew, Emmy knew, talking to Gay last time, and she was like trying to find reasons to write the, the report kindly, mm-hmm. and she found some. Um, and But it was so heartbreaking the way Gale was defending everything bad the Camarilla's ever done, and she was kind of, Gail also knows that, that Emmy's friends with a lot of anarchs, and she was threatening Emmy with this. And was like, and, and she was praising the Camarilla, and the only way to be safe is to obey the Camarilla. And I'm standing there knowing that, honey, you're on the, ch- the Camarilla chopping block right now, and you're defending them. It's so heartbreaking. Yes. Like, oh. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. going on. 
Um, and we'll see how it all plays out tonight. Whew, let's see. Uh, poor Katarina here is, yeah. is very uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, intense. I'm freaking out. <laughs> We're gonna get some wine in her soon. Yeah. Um, I don't normally like recommend or condone like drinking alcohol before a LARP, but today I might. I need a little relaxant. You had a little bit last time, right? Did it before? Yeah, last LARP when we had pizza. Oh yeah! No wait, did I have? No, I oh, got a water. Oh okay. I did. It I was had water. me and Frida. But that was that was not that was not the alcohol thing. That oh. was actually that was actually to save money. <laughs> oh <laughs> so. okay. Uh, sorry, Frida. If you can edit it, if she doesn't want her name. No, no. She's she's cleared her name for this block. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, let's. I'm gonna. Well, we're not gonna make any promises. We, I'm gonna invite her to come here and be in the second part if we do a second part. Okay. She might be very tired. It's gonna be an intense session. Yes. So we might not even have the energy to do the second part. So this might be the only part. Right. Right. <laughs> That's why no promises, but we're hoping. Yeah. We're hoping. Um. But also, uh, there's a lot of makeup time, so it's not as if any alcohol that you consume before entering the building will actually. Um. Yeah, we, yeah. No one's gonna be playing drunk. Right. Like we're not gonna we're gonna have a glass. We're, we're not, not gonna, gonna get, get wasted before. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that would be very, be disres very disrespectful. <laughs> but yeah, a glass of wine just to calm my nerves because I've been so high strung about this. Yeah. Whew, like like I'm gonna find because my character doesn't know Bella's dead yet. Right. I know she's in danger and kidnapped. Right. Um I don't know Gail is dead yet. Right. And they are, I'm going to find out, like, very close together. And the person responsible for Bella's death might be in the room with me. Right. And the re re person responsible for Gail's death, I might think, is me. Like, they're, I'm going to frenzy. Violence in Elysium is illegal. Like, I'm going to need someone to hold me down before, like, I'm not strong. I'm not going to do much damage. But just the f act of, of committing violence in Elysium is is, is very, a big no-no. Although I could defend most of the time like, all right, I thought stabbing was okay now. And that's not what I'm going to say. That's not sound very No, that's not my character. Oh, she yeah. can stab, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's got to be consequences for that. It'd be so that... weird if nobody's like, well, you know. That might happen, but, that, but uh, there'll be consequences for that because uh, they undermine their their power. I, I know they are going with the lie of they had to defend themselves because Bella frenzied. But there are too many people, too many characters that know how weak she is. They're going to know that story is absolute bullshit. But then, but then that could be really fun drama of like how, how it's dealt with. I mean, because, and this is where the prince um, has it quite interesting because he can just say, oh, well, like, like it was anarch, um, Elysium, and it was an anarch that committed the violence, so I'm gonna let the anarchs well, deal with it. That's... Oh, no, no I, I, I don't think he'll do that. You don't think so? No, because that's one of the reasons uh, the old prince was rushed out, because he was weak against that kind of thing. Oh. Like, and also, the, that's also kind of the reason why Joshua was demoted. demoted. Like, uh, okay, we're talking a lot of in stuff here. Um, like... Was it your first LARP when yes. uh, a, a It was like a in the first 10 yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah. A, a character from the clan Bono Hukim threw 
Tempest, Dallas' character's mentor, across the room. Um, and that was Violence in Elysium. And the keeper of Elysium was Joshua, another Banu Hakim. And there was no consequences. And because of this, uh, Joshua was stripped of uh, his title as a keeper. Because you cannot let violence happen and go, like, you, you can't let her off the hook because she's on your clan. Right. right? And, um, and the pr- pr- previous prince was demoted, was run, kind of run out of town uh, for being seen as weak on these things. Yeah. The current prince, I don't think he can let it slide. He, he, he doesn't want to be seen as weak, um, especially not in front of Mr. Taylor. Yeah. I mean, the, the out he can have is that, all right, we'll just buy your story that she frenzied. Yeah. But everybody knows his bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, is an out, but then he'll still look weak, wouldn't he? Well, well, yeah, to everyone who knows. But if it's a story that was she friends, we defended ourselves. Um, sure. Then, 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 then Bella would be the one in trouble. Um, but uh, enough people know that she wouldn't be a threat if she frenzied, hmm. uh, because she's not strong enough. Yeah, it'll so, be interesting to see how much because the smart thing would actually be for the. I mean, from Tempest's perspective, I, I, I don't know enough yet, but um, based on what I've seen, it seems like the smart thing would be to actually punish the yeah. the uh, stabber. A, because uh, like it, it, there's there's no ramifications in the sense of they're not in the same faction. Yeah. So um, it would make a lot of sense politically to be like, you can't do this, even though yeah. we're different factions. Um, well, Elysium is, is across factions. Elysium is like... Right, yeah. right. But it wouldn't be... Like, I mean, you can kind of understand letting somebody off the hook because of clan or yeah. faction or sect um, uh, alliances. But uh, if they don't have that, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to not punish them if you can. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like. Oh, no. Okay. I really hope they don't punish them, now that I think about it. Okay. Because one angle that Emmy, like Emmy has dropped this kind of now because this was to defend Bella and that's out the window now. But she was gathering that Egon, Bella's enemy who stabbed her, one of the people who stabbed her, uh, he's a baron, um, that a lot of people disapproved of him cozying up to the Camarilla. And if the Camarilla lets him off the hook for something like this, it's like, how deep in bed are you? Oh, <laughs> so that would be really, really bad so for Aegon if, if it's not punished. I can be so two-faced. I can just be, I believe in mercy. Do not punish Egon. Like, because I know not punishing Egon will have people in his faction turn on him. That's some Game of Thrones stuff. I love yeah. it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That'll be... That would be... Okay. If... If... the, If I were Prince... Mm-hmm. The, but this is also based on what I know. So there's there's things that I... That my character does not know. But if I were Prince, I would order the Baron Egon to punish... His, um, his, uh... His Henrik! Say it! Say it! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know, I don't know if we should name the names. I would, I would order him to punish his Henrik. 
just uh, what? A Toriador? The stabber. Yeah. I would order him to punish the stabber, we can say. <laughs> yeah. And see what he does. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> because, because then he has to show who he, you yeah. know, truly is. And, and fair enough. And we have two new barons trying to take space now. And we have, let's see if people stick with Egon. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they will. So, so yeah, we have two new, I know about uh, one, Lucian. Well, yeah, Lucian. And we don't know how temporary Cindy is. Uh, oh, okay. But it seems like, did you read the news, the domain uh, news? Not Apparently completely. she went to south, south of Sweden to hold a big meeting for all the southern barons and stuff. So she's actually getting quite involved. Okay. okay. Um, so it, it feels like, it feels a lot to be temporary. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many barons. <laughs> like, more barons than, than commoners. I, yeah. I, I don't know what they're actually called, but like, people. <laughs> <laughs> kindred. Kindred. Yeah. Non-title holding kindred. <laughs> Um, okay. All right, yeah, we should get ready, and, um, yep. and yeah, this episode was supposed to be about bleed, but we'll get back to that if we have the energy if afterwards, yeah. And it'll be, like, meta bleed, so you, you will know if we bled, if, um, we don't get back. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, if, if you know, if you, if we, if this is the end of the episode, you know it was bad. <laughs> or, or if the end of the episode is, like, a few weeks later. <laughs> Yeah, I will be a crying mess. I was a crying mess last time, but it will be worse this time. Yeah, but we'll see how much... It, it might turn into, like, one of those cry-with-like videos. They're like, and release your tears. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to read your sonnet, but maybe we'll do that after while we're crying. That's up to you. That's up to you. Yeah, we should get ready. Yeah. So, yeah, if we, it'll actually be fun if we are, if we are sobbing and reading. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so uh, either uh, thank you for listening, I love you, or uh, stay tuned for uh, Next, this, yeah. which, will, which for you will be in uh, exactly one second. And here we are. And Yay, we are back. We are not completely ruined. No, I'm actually quite happy. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you, as yourself, are quite happy, and... Uh, uh, your character is also survived. I more than survived. Yes, yes. That's not to say horrible things didn't happen. They absolutely did. But an equal amount or even more of great things happened too. So yes. unbalanced. Yes, but um, I would actually say that last session was maybe more devastating. Yeah, because it ended with a devastating Yes, point. yes. This, this began with a devastating part, but then got better. Yeah, and horrible things happen again, then good things happen again. It's like an intermingled yes. roller coaster. Yeah. Earlier we had coffee, and now we have wine. Yes, let's pour the free <laughs> wine. Um, I'm gonna give you a glass here. Oh, thank you. I love that we pour. It, we haven't planned prepared it because, like, you gotta hear the sound of this. Right, right. Everyone is listening. Um, uh, Diablo wine. Yeah, it's the one um, you usually bring me come to my place, but in a box. It's my favorite uh, red wine. Chilean wine. And it's really good for vampires because it's Diablo and Blackbirds. Yes, yeah. yes. They supposedly have the devil in the basement at this vineyard. And I have a picture of said devil. 
Is it an Osferatu? It's probably an Osferatu. I mean, we can we can put get the picture and analyze it yeah. at some point. It's buried in Facebook somewhere. Nice. Um, yeah, my Facebook memories. Side note: I, This is how old I am. Is uh, eighteen years ago you did this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, I'm a fair bit older than you, though, so keep, keep mind your tongue, young lady. <laughs> no, but the, the, my uh, yeah, my uh, there, there's people love that uh, are younger than my Facebook, and I just I I I, I can't I I don't know <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> so what did we actually tell about? Oh yeah, like we did talk about me witnessing Bella being stabbed, right? Did we, we did. go to detail? But you didn't. As far as I know, you didn't witness her being stabbed. You saw her. Yeah, I came in afterwards. Right, and you saw her on Lying the floor. On, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that came up in the middle. We should wait for this because I did have a moment when I re-entered that room and I just, just re-entering the room, even afterwards after the whole. Like we're we're skipping out of time. Um. There are a few things we should maybe not talk about because some of the things are like if people listen. I suppose, yeah, because it seems like we might uh, start getting kindred audience. Um, yeah, because one uh, Lucian did actually yes, show an hi, interest. Yes, hi Lucian. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> because of you, we are sealing our, like, we are not selling all the yes. juicy secrets. Uh, they, they are juicy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we won't spill everything. We, we can go into a bit of uh, Tempest's backstory, because she, yeah. she's a little bit more open about that. But um, But the first devastating thing. The very first devastating thing, um... Wasn't... That's not a secret. Everyone saw that. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. want... I didn't see it, actually. So could you explain what happened? Didn't, uh, I didn't see it because... Oh, I see. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I sort of heard an argument, and so I went to go see what was going on, and I heard the barons arguing. It was a little bit difficult to follow. I could hear a lot of, um... Cindy, um, especially because she was speaking English, um, and I heard Egon raising his voice, and I was following along um, as best I could. I was in the back with Madame. Then I see Emmy, and I know um, Tempest knows from a bit of between plays and. Uh, talking with Emmy and kind of putting two and two together that she would be quite upset over this. So, um, see her coming in and she already looks quite distraught. And Tempest really tried to not let her into the room. Yeah, you should not be here. Leave. Um, <laughs> I, I maybe should have used powers, but, uh, or discipline, I mean, but, uh, I didn't want to risk being hungry. Um, because I knew it was going to be an eventful night, but uh, uh, Emmy went in anyway. But also Nora beckoned her in. Um, yeah, Nora beckoned me in. Nora scary. So so it made sense for Emmy to go in. Yeah. Um, and but this I is knew. this is where I found out because there's always until this moment there was hope that Bella, who was stabbed and dragged away last time, that she was being stored somewhere and she could be retrieved, like a hostage situation, You're right. ransom or whatever. But this is where it was made clear, Bella is dead. Bella is dead, yes. Um, and basically one of the, some really, really good acting from Katarina here. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> really scary frenzy. 
Um, mm-hmm. Frenzy in a good way. I mean, I know Katarina's a good actress, so I wasn't afraid for her personally, but uh, it was from one kindred to another. It was quite scary. Um, yeah, Frenzy is when you lose your mind to the beast. Yes. And you just become like a, a berserk would be a good way to put it. Yeah. You just, just attack everything and just a, a wild rabbit. You can't speak. You can't understand words. You're just a snarling mess of violence. Yes. And um, uh, I we, we also have a writing project that's been going on. And uh, um, yeah, we mentioned just... this in the first Oh, half. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> the lines getting, previously young, getting to voice. me. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean... Or Katarina has described for me what it should be like, and like we've done a couple um, write, rewrites on how, how it would be. So I knew kind of what to expect, but um, it was it was quite intense. It was very violent, very snarly, snarly, and um, Nora has potence, which means she has super powered strength, and I don't, which means she could push me down. And hold me down to the ground, and I was just writhing and writhing and snarling yes. and snapping my jaws. And that's essentially what happened. I was actually very glad that Nora was there. And at one point, Nora and I kind of made eyes, and then I saw. I, I'm pretty sure she made eyes just with the prince as well, to make sure that it was okay to um, hold uh, Katarina's character Emmy down. And um, because Tempest is stronger than Emmy, but not by a lot. So it would it was better if somebody with more experience and more skill did it. Um, yeah, I do love it. at the end. Well, I'm skipping ahead now because uh, Secrus, he did this both before the, in character and out of character afterwards. You know what what Secrus said to me on their recap and on their um, what do you call it debrief Re- debrief yeah like thank you for frenzying. Oh yeah yeah. Um, and but he actually said that in character earlier, when we had a meeting in that back room, <laughs> and as he left, he just he I was left out left out left out of the room, and he stopped in the doorway and waited for me and let me pass. And it's like he just said, "Thank you." I'm like, "Wow." Wait, wait. Thank you for what? Um, <laughs> like and he was like, I shouldn't actually say thank you for friends saying in game. That's a kind of disrespectful. Oh right. <laughs> He's like, oh um, thank you for for everything. Um, what did I do? <laughs> what are you thanking me for? What's happening? <laughs> but tensions were high. A lot of people were angry and a lot of people wanted to frenzy. Yes. And I yes. think to see Emmy just let go and just be beside herself in grief and anger. I, I think it was a release for a lot of people. Um, a lot of kindred. I, I mean, they were quite angry. Emotions were very high, as you said. Um, uh... uh Liam, but oh, I, I feel like is that his name or his character? Liam is Liam his is, Liam is the name. character, right? Okay, um, he he, I heard him growling quite a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, he was agitated. Well, yeah, I, understandably so, um, for many reasons, and so I, uh, I think a lot of people felt the release, even though I'm not sure how, because I like the the. the to see somebody else frenzy, kind of, I don't know. It seems like it kind of settles everybody. It, you'd think it would be the opposite, but... Well, it kind of feels... People are probably, like, legitimizing everyone's emotions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, they can relate to him and kind of get some release through Emmy. Right. Like, it, and everyone's like, at least he wasn't me. <laughs> there is a bit of that, too. I, um, lo- I do love the part, because this was the, like, the back meeting room. Uh, the right. big The big one. And I love when Nora came, like, and told me off afterwards, and you were with me. And she was like, you are lucky that wasn't on Elysium ground. You know that would have been bad, right? And I'm aware. And then she left, and I look at you like, did you know that wasn't Elysium ground? <laughs> but, okay, um, here's here's a, a, a question for being relatively new to this. Like, friending on Elysium ground, why would that be so bad? No, all violence is prohibited, and friending uh, is not an excuse. Is violence, okay. Yeah. I see. You should have... You should not let yourself lose control. You should have been fed. You should make sure you don't come to Elysium hungry. Like, like you are responsible for what you do, even when you're frenzy. Okay. Except for me, actually, because I'm a fledgling. Technically, yes. Technically, it would be my sire being punished, so maybe I should frenzy more just to f- mess with mess him. Mess with him. Yeah. But that would mean broken yeah. limbs for Emmy. And yeah. That's and eventually he would just off me, too. So, no, it's a bad idea. Yes. Yes. Um... So yeah, that was the that was the opening. Very dramatic. Very I, opening. This is like the first ten minutes of the yeah. The <laughs> and I frenzy and I cry my eyes out. Ah, oh, and I I like I said like it was a blur to me because I go into character and I I kind of did frenzy. I had to hold myself back a little bit because when you're frenzying, you're always giving it your all. But Nora right. whispered potence one, which means she's signaling to me that this is superhuman strength. So if I'm not matching her strength. She can hold me down, no problem. Right. So I had to make sure that I'm actually, like, her arm is just, I cannot budget. Right. So I had to keep that kind of actor's awareness. But other than that, I was actually kind of, I was really lost in the moment. I did feel like in the ruckus, my mask, I was wearing this black mask. Because I'm on Nosferatu. And I had been crying and the blood tears, streaks of blood tears, which I was hiding with the black mask. Uh, but my mask was like half torn off. But only the bottom, like it was t- like torn upwards, so like like it just came up to my my mouth, and I started like snapping my <laughs> like that my teeth. That felt really gruesome. It sounded quite gruesome. I couldn't actually see at this point, um, but uh, it sounded. It was uh, we heard the hissing and the the like gulping and the like trying to bite and it was. Oh gosh, but I enjoyed. Like God, that was cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, I wonder. Oh, oh, I should, we should have asked what uh, Leo thought. Leo is our. He te- com- he texted me. Said it was nice. It would be nice to come back. Excellent, excellent. Uh-huh. Uh, Leo is a new player. Mm-hmm. Hi, Leo. Sorry uh, if you don't want your name used. Um, well, it's too late now. It's being used. <laughs> I'm assuming it's cool. If it's, <laughs> if it's not. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, our our teacher asked me to look out for you, and I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. We're in the same clan." And then I I realized in character that you are in a different uh, sect. Sect. And You're I, an arc, and I'm a, a Camarilla. Like I can't actually look out for you at all. But nope. you you go over there and join those two warring factions. Yes. Oops. Here you go. <laughs> so I'm sorry, um, our teacher, who I will refrain from naming, but. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> I did try. <laughs> I pushed him in a direction. 
I, f- I feel like we really paint ourselves in the corner now when we realize the things we might shouldn't say. Because <laughs> those were the best parts. By those far. Those were the best parts. Those were the best parts. I mean, I guess we could we could give a warning right now that um, if you don't want spoilers, um, then don't listen. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's kind of like... It's dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous because someone could... I'm taking notes and I'm missing people behind the scenes, you know? Yes. Well, I will say this about Tempest. She's a little bit confident in in her freedom. So, I don't know. She's going to get into trouble because she's a little bit like... She was like chatting and flirting with the thin blood and, and... like talking about oh, where we really? can, we can like exchange shoes, and at one point I realized, you wait a minute, shoes? no, we were talking about how we want to meet up and like exchange <gasps> shoes. Oh yes, and we I have to do like, this. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. You absolutely should, <laughs> and I want you to exchange shoes. You must exchange and it, shoes. And like halfway oh. the conversation, I was like, okay. I'm going to tone it down now, but, um, and, and poor Helen, I was like, oh, like, I don't, I, I don't want people to, like, treat me like I'm stupid. I just want to know where I can go and where I can't. It's like, it's not that we think you're stupid. It's that you, you don't, you don't necessarily know who says you can go here and then you actually can't and they're lying to you and you die. Yeah. So, it's not that. <laughs> it's also that you're very tasty. Sorry. Like, okay, for information, Helena is a new character who's a thin blood. Um, who's walked into the Elysium to become known to the kindred. And the thin blood, mm-hmm. they are super oppressed. They're kind of like half vampires. Yes. Like daywalkers and that kind of thing. And a lot of vampires hate them, so it's very dangerous for her. And... My character, Emmy, has vested interest, you could say, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and Helena's well-being. And she's so brave and so cocky and was like, it's so wonderful, so fiery, so cool, and so scary. Yes. Like, yes, Emmy was almost had a heart attack every time Helena talked to anyone else. When she was being cocky to Nora, I was like, That was no, very, no, very intense. No, very no, intense. do not, do not anger Nora. She will bite your head off. Please do not anger Nora. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, um, uh, it was, I think everybody was a little bit like, oh, wow, you're talking back to Nora. Oh, boy. And, oh, and oh then, relax. And then Liam steps in and you think he's going to de-escalate the situation. And he's like, oh, you just pissed off because you had your own child murdered. And it's like, oh, too soon. No, I knew Liam, that he wasn't going to de-escalate. shut up. <laughs> do, do not say this in front of Nora today. Because, <sighs> okay, spo- like, back, like, Nora adopted a young vampire who was a thin blood who managed to become a kindred through diablerie. Very taboo. But she slipped in humanity because the Cameron were really evil towards her. And she eventually she became too much of a monster. And Nora, who's basically Gail's mother, had to give the order to have Gail executed. And that was a month ago. Yes. And so Liam was just getting up in her face about that and was like, Oh no, Liam, Liam, no, do not. Wrong time. Wrong time. Please don't. <laughs> yes. So thankfully, uh, how uh, how is it pronounced in in Swedish? Joshua. Joshua, yeah. 
and it's pronounced it's like Joshua. Joshua. Well, we don't really have that name in Sweden, so we just say that we just say Joshua. Like, I heard I heard a kid once named Yasua. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I have not heard that. But that was it. Was it, it really irked uh, my husband's um, ears? Um, so sorry if that's your name. Um, you Yasua? don't know who my husband is, <laughs> but so it's fine. <laughs> but it's his fault. It's all his fault. <laughs> but um, anyway. Uh, thankfully he came in, this character, um, named Joshua, that, uh... Banu Akim, basically, he was, by the way, the one who killed Gale. Yes, yes, I know. Um, and he, he basically ended the conversation, which was very good, because it was probably not the right time or place, even though it's a museum, probably not, not right. Emmy tried to end the conversation, but she's just too low status. No one listens to Emmy. Yeah, no, it needed to be somebody like him, and yeah. especially because he he actually has the marks of killing her oh, on yeah. his face. Yeah, yeah. and because uh, Gail was Gangrel, right? So she fought him. She fought back with Gangrel claws, and when a vampire is struck with Gangrel claws, they cannot heal it with like vampire magic. Mm-hmm. So it has to heal naturally, which is why he's still walking around with scars on his face from the Gangrel claws when he killed Gale. Yes. Oh, here's one of the positive things. Like, I was worried I would be a complete mess now because I was kind of thinking about the last 30 minutes of last session. Right. And I was thinking maybe this whole session will be like that, but no. I had some horrible sessions, but I also had uh, moments, but I had some wonderful moments too. So that's why I'm sitting here and I'm able to talk. Um, um, but that's one of the positive things. That's one of the things that could have gone really badly today was because on the last session, my sire gave me the job to observe Gail and make a report on her humanity. If she's worth saving or not, or if she should just be put down. And... I really tried to write my report in a way that would have her spared. I knew out of game that she was killed like hours, less than hours after last session, but my character didn't. Um, I didn't know how my character would find out that Gail has been killed. And if I only found out that she's been put down for the, for her lack of humanity, it's very possible that I would believe it to have been because of my report. Yes. yes. However, when I find out, I actually found out from Joshua himself. Yes. He said where he got his scars. And I... Like, I fought I this... I think I was in the room. Yeah. I think I was there, and it was actually... It was quite touching for my character as well to just see him... He was like, I took no pleasure in it. And, yeah. And it seemed uh, very respectful of another kindred, and I thought that... that I, yeah, you could tell that he didn't want to do it. Right. Which is, like, that, that raises him up in Emmy's eyes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so, um, I mean, Tempest is still not quite aware of all the politics involved with it. Um, but it did seem like he, he... He was not maybe the architect of that particular... No, like, Nora gave the order. Right. But she gave the order because she saw no hope. Right. And there was a lot of people are guilty of, of destroying Gail's humanity. Right. Like the former, I found out, like Nora blames the former prince. And I, until that point, from what I'd heard, that prin- the former prince was quite kind. Mm. And he was run out for being weak. Right. 
But now I find out that he actually had Gail kidnapped, sent to Stockholm, and tortured. Oh. Which is part of why she got crazy. She got mad. Yikes. And it's like, oh, wow. So he's not the good guy that I thought he was. Um, but when I when I was talking to Joshua, and he was saying, like, I got the scars, because, you know, last time, the last thin blood who was accepted here, the other I summoned and became, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a kindred, and I had to put her down. That's why I got the scars. And this is when Emmy finds out that Gail is dead because she, of course, understands that he t- he's talking about Gail. Right. I remember this, and I uh, I remember the look, and I and meta playing here, but I also knew this. Um, so I was kind of holding my breath. Yeah. Um, but the, what his answer was perfect. Yes. Um, because I didn't know how Emmy was going to find out, and he said. Well, this happened right after Last Elysium. And that clears Emmy. Yes. Because she hadn't finished her report at that time. Right. Gail died before Emmy had even finished her report. So now Emmy knows that it's not her report that killed her. Right. That that means a lot because that would have devastated Emmy really, really bad. Very much. <laughs> but yeah, Gail was dead before anyone ever even read her report. But I love her new character, though. Her new character is really fun. I really enjoy it. I really like that clan. They seem amazing. I've, I've read about that clan a little bit before. The Hecata. And I'm Nelly's very into it. Nelly's good friends with the Hecata. I'm so into it. I I think that might be my next character, but it'll be a while. Oh, wow. One. I, I'm, I'm really into Hecata. Yeah. It's really cool. They are cool. And also, yeah... That character made me cry so hard. It was it was very beautiful. It was very, yeah. very beautiful. Because I've had a month to prepare for this and I like I knew all the things that can break me. Stuff about Bella. Stuff about Helena being in danger. Right. Stuff about Gail. Now I was spared the most of crying from Gail. Of course there's some crying, but at least I know it wasn't my fault that she died. That was big. Um, but then this Hecata shows. Hecata is uh, a clan that can talk to the dead. They're like exorcists. And they can help spirits move on and that kind of thing. And she walks up to me and she's very supportive because this was when we were talking in the room where Bella got stabbed. And I started just losing myself because I was just staring at the place where I saw her when I entered the mm-hmm. room. And, uh... And also, I, that set Liam off, and he just growled and walked off. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. Like, this was really sad. And then this Hecate character is like, yeah, I, I have been speaking with others of, of the Anarchs, and they want to have a service, a ceremony, a memorial for yeah. Bella. And it's like, where you get to say your goodbyes, and they get to hear it. Yeah, yeah. And like, and Emmy. Yeah. And it's like, Emmy was like, like, she gets to, like, talk to Bella again. And Ella, Bella can hear it. Like, it just, it just messed me up so bad. It was, but it was, it was oh. quite beautiful. And, and, um, uh, this character, what was, it? Alyssa, Alyssa, right? I can't remember, I remember her last name is Giovanni. But Giovanni. Every, yes. like, everyone's named Giovanni that clan. So right, so. but I. <laughs> Wanted to like start singing some opera, but yeah, <laughs> Giovanni. Right, but I thought maybe maybe now's not the time. Um, <laughs> but, oh. Oh, that would be so inappropriate. 
it. Like, so inappropriate. I will hold a ceremony for you for Don Giovanni. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit. Uh, I mean, Toyotas are pretty good at social cues. I think. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, which I was complimented on by Nora, by the way, which was quite really. She was like, maybe I'm not as uh, good with social cues as maybe this present company. It's like, oh, well, wow. thank you. Nora was unusually civil today. <laughs> civil. I love that word. <laughs> but she's normally like really dark. Very scary. Very dark. Um, she threw a kindred across the room once. On your um, first session. On my first session. In the beginning the first of your first ten session. minutes. <laughs> she threw my mentor across the room. <laughs> and I, I had a very sweet moment with her today. Because I mean, my character's terrified of Nora. Uh, but I, I also know. So. But now I've understood, like, what she had to go through because I knew she loved Gail. Yeah. And I know she wouldn't have given the order to execute Nell lightly. So even, like, I had a lot of moments where Nora tells me off all the time. It's part of the course. I'm a low. Lowest of the low of the camera. Mm, she's very, um, you know, she's the sheriff. Yeah. Mm. But today she was soft on me, even even after I frenzied. That was weird. But and then I just, after she had kind of been kind of harsh, like not harsh as she usually is, but she walked away and I stopped her. That was like first of all she was impressed. Like you stopped me, like. Oh, this has got to be good. <laughs> and then I just say, I'm really sorry about Gail. I know that must have been really hard. And that kind of like, like kind of broke her wall. Yeah. She, like she wasn't, all of a sudden she wasn't this really dark and powerful figure. All of a sudden I could see the sad broken vulnerable person and it was beautiful mm. and she was like Gail did not deserve that like I was like oh Nora and I like like before the session I could never imagine having sympathy for the monster Nora but today I was like oh, oh Nora and then um, oh I can't remember his name but he's an anarchian girl he um he said eyebrows guy <laughs> No, not eyebrows guy. The claw guy. Claw guy. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember his name either. I'm so sorry, claw guy. Yeah. You are there. <laughs> You're great. I'm very, never, very you great. You are great. I've just never heard you. I don't think I've ever heard your name. I've, I've been introduced to you. Um, we know who the other person is, but I cannot remember your name. Um... When you call, if you're listening, when you call Nora the light of the party, <laughs> that was great. Great. I'm so glad that I was there to witness that. I, I love the fact that this this episode has become so like internal now. People have who aren't LARPing like, what the hell are these two? What are they talking, talking about? about? <laughs> We've already established ourselves as lunatics. <laughs> yeah, we, I am sorry if you come here looking for any kind of coherence, but we are drinking wine and we just LARPed, so there's not going to be any coherence to be found no here. No coherence at all. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I wasted your time so hard, but I hope you're enjoying this. Okay, so we're, we're a bit out of order. But uh, what else happened? Um, so there was a, the major frenzy. So that was pretty pretty important. I hate 
that we have decided to not tell the secret stuff because the secret stuff is so good. Well, okay. Oh, well, this isn't secret. I, I spoke a poem to, to Helena. That was nice. The, the thin blood, yeah. Um, and... Uh, from, from Midsummer Night's Dream. From Midsummer Night's Dream. Because there's a lot of Helena in that. Yes, yes. And a lot of Helena worship in the sense of like, um, oh, you're so so beautiful, and, and and there is a particular quote about being like fair skinned and having a heart, and, and you know she yeah. has a pulse, so it was very very appropriate. Your heart betrays you or something? It was um oh uh, I I memorized it <laughs> pre game <laughs> and now I can't remember. It. Um, I used to have pretty much all Midsummer Night's Dream in my head, but now. But I don't it, it was very, it was very appropriate because there's something about your heart that betrays your feelings or something. So you can, nature shows thy art, that through yeah. thy bosom I can see your heart or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and it's perfect because Helena, being a thin blood, has a pulse. Right. And vampires can sense this, so we can tell that she has a beating heart. Right. And so it's not like. It is appropriate for the Shakespeare quote, but it's also appropriate for Helena. And I love the fact that Tempest is like a Shakespeare nerd, but so is Emmy. Right. So I love that you did the poem, and Helena's like, what? <laughs> and Emmy just, oh, that's from Midsummer Night's Dream, Shakespeare. I was like, oh, so you're kind of in cahoots. <laughs> like, and you got <laughs> super big points for temp- from, uh, from Tempest yeah. for that. Um, so... So yeah, because because Tempest has it all in her head, and, and Dallas used to, but it's uh, forgotten it. Yeah. Um, but she memorized it for this time. And, oh gosh, this was such a coincidence. But when we were talking at the table right before I broke into tears about the ceremony thing, um, you pointed out two paintings on the wall. Yes, that point. were from Midsummer Night's Dream. From Midsummer Night's Dream, it's uh, it's a, it, it pretty it, like a big scene, and I was gonna start quoting that because that one I actually know quite well, but um, uh, luckily, it went into a different direction because uh, <laughs> for 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 Tempest's sake, it was probably good that the conversation yeah. <laughs> changed a bit because she would have started and not stopped. <laughs> I just love the whole, like, pointing and, oh, wait, does that mean that is Helena? That was nice. That was nice. Because, actually, I have no idea that that second painting I've never seen before. I don't know. But I, I know the painting above yeah. it. And I was like, oh, it's Titania and Oberon. And um, the meeting of the fairies and, and that, they're ill-met by moonlight, one I, can I, say. I just loved Helena's reaction to that. I th- Frida's such a good role player. She's really good. She's really oh. good. She's very provocative too, which is quite funny. Um, when she was uh, really going at Nora in a way. Oh yeah, that terrified me. And um, oh. that was that was quite entertaining, actually. Yeah, like like <laughs> thin bloods are super oppressed. Nora is super oppressive. She's and, very much in danger. And my character is really worried about Helena. And then Helena starts being really cocky towards Nora. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You do not anger Nora. Please do not anger Nora. Oh, no. Hilarious. Yeah. And then, I don't know, Tempest and Helena start talking about shoes. And I was like, wait a minute. Gotta chill out. I don't know. This is good. 
but also kind of dangerous. <laughs> and what was really painful for Emmy was people discussing Bella postmortem. Yes. And like discussing her suitability as a parent. Like, like some people yes, spoke I can her, Some people are excusing there. Some people are like really completely trashing her. And like, I really couldn't say anything about it. And it was just really painful. But I do know, and both me and Emmy are completely like aligned in this. Like, yeah, there were some fishy things to Bella. But in the end, Bella's ideals, the fishy things she did, they were all about the well-being of the weak and oppressed. Mm. And so, like, that is, sorry, that's got to be the center of my opinion of her. Yeah. Both off and in. And Emmy worships Bella. Yeah. And she's finding out these dark secrets. And yeah, they're disappointing. But nothing, nothing moves the central pillar of, first of all, Bella really being, really being strong on Thin Blood rights. And also Bella really being, she was the first character to be nice to Emmy in a world of darkness. Yes. Oh, name drop. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And like she was, and throughout the time when Bella was alive, she really put... The well-being of my character high on her priority list. Like, she, she really, really went above and beyond to make sure I was safe. Yes, yes. And I think also because your character is so young. Yeah. It's, um, a lot of the stuff, the dark secrets aren't really that dark. Because they're also not immediate. It didn't, I mean, it didn't seem very immediate. A lot of it. Yeah. Um, as far as I know. Um, nobody is really spoiling out information to, to Tempest, but, um, so it's kind of what she can gather here and there, but, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's quite understandable. And, and I, I, uh, Tempest really liked Bella. Um, it's hard not to, well. I say it's hard not to like Bella, but then there's a lot of characters who hated Bella. <laughs> well, well, Bella was also she. She was a revolutionary. Exactly, exactly, and you know they're not always liked. So of course they're not. The establishment hates revolutionaries. Right, and uh, <laughs> she she caused trouble with the Camarilla, and that's that's and dangerous. And Oh my god, like some of the even even like Bella friends were kind of like apologetics. Doing like apologetics about Egon, uh, Emmy really had to bite her tongue. Yeah, she hates Egon so much. To be uh, to be perfectly frank, he was quite aggressive. Yeah, and um, I can say this: this won't be a secret from a Camarilla perspective. He oh, was... by by the way, Egon's player. If you're listening, oh, I don't hate you. Yeah, no, you're a lovely person. <laughs> yeah. You're an absolutely lovely person. And the fact that my character hates your character is probably, like, because you're a good player. Um, <laughs> Tempest was very close to saying something when, he, like, Emmy walks by and he went, uh, like, or something. He made a noise. And it really yeah. pissed Tempest off. 
Did he, did he do that to you? No, he did it to you. Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, I didn't. And I didn't realize I saw that. Yeah. It pissed Tempest off, but at the same time, it was outside Elysium, and it was a little bit like, okay, what can she say? So it's it's maybe not worth it. Yeah. But it really pissed Tempest off. Yeah, because he like. He's responsible for Bella's death, and that's why I frenzied earlier. Right. And I frenzied towards him. I was stopped. I never reached him. Right. But he could see that this little this little friggin' Camarilla bitch is trying to get at me with a frenzy. Ah, little stupid bitch. Like, he was like... And he was mocking me about it. Like, and, ah, your friend die. Aw. Like, he was like, oh it my was very God, much, what a terrible... Ah. It, was, it, was, it was quite disturbing. And, and Tempest was quite mad. And I mean, yeah. and, and Emmy is Camarilla, so so Tempest would be Nosferatu or not, would be uh, within her. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that she would want to protect her fellow Cam. Um, and she was she was really pissed, but um, she refrained because. I found out that the doors there were outside of I, I actually <laughs> forgot you were there when he did that thing. I came in just yeah. behind you and I was pissed. That was really hard. Like, pissed. I really bit my tongue. I was close to frenzying again. I'm so angry at him. Tempest <gasps> got mad. Um, I remember, like, in the off room afterwards, it was like, what did I actually say that made you frenzy? Like, like I said a lot of things in that scene, and like, well, that was actually the moment I found out Bella was dead. It was like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> that yeah. was player talking, by the way. Like, right, right. The character is such a douche. The but... character Egan, or um, I don't know your real name. If you're listening, you um, seem like a lovely person, but your character is a, also... bit of a douche. I was about to say his real name, but I realized I haven't got clearance for it. I know the name. Uh, okay, okay. But I realized I haven't actually asked him well, if he's alive. Well, you, yeah. you seem like a lovely person um, as a player. but uh, <laughs> Your ego is terrible. Ah! Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I, I won't have a strong opinion. Like, because, because, you know, I want to be diplomatic. That's one of Tempest's things is that she's very diplomatic. There's also the thing. Okay, go. You oh, first. I was just. It was just. I'm also Camarilla, and I. It's okay if I don't like you. And I, I don't <laughs> particularly like you. <laughs> well, there's also the thing that I have my allegiances and my friends, right. which makes me biased. <laughs> so it might not be that e- Egon might not be the actual devil. However, like because there's two sides to every coin, there are two Fair. sides to every conflict. However. Him just enjoying taunting Emmy after seeing how much he devastated her. Sorry, dude. That makes you a douche. That that was rough. That was <laughs> yeah, rough. that was like it. Does, I don't care. This is not like taking like two sides of the coin, relishing and crushing someone's soul. That makes you a douche. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I won't. I won't go into specifics here. Um. But I think I realize I can talk about this a little bit in the sense of um, Tempest found out some things about people. And this is from Tempest's past, so it's okay to say. So uh, she really hates the bot. 
really hates Sabat. I mean, that's not strange. You should hate Sabat. I mean, probably more than the average kindred in the sense. I mean, most people hate Sabat, but, um, or kindred hate Sabat, but, um. So she found out that some or maybe there's some people that she didn't realize had been Sabat. Um, and I know it's taboo to say to people, but, um, or like call them. Um, but, uh, yeah, someone she, she didn't realize has a past. And so that is, um, I mean, if you are listening, she, you probably figured it out, but, um, uh, yeah, it's very interesting for her to know. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's many people that might have had this past. But, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just having to text. Uh, <laughs> I'm texting Frida. I just have to say something for amazing role play because Frida really went above and beyond. She went above and beyond. Plus, like, you can edit that out <laughs> later. Edit what out? The pause or whatever. No, that's fine. We are. If if you're still listening to this, you're into it. So like, you can just suit yourself. You can wait. <laughs> like, like, I kind of want Emmy's opinion on the 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 Sabat stuff, but <laughs> Emmy knows very little about Sabat, to be honest. He's Fair. read read a few things in the archives, but the Sabat have been inactive in Sweden for as long as she's They've been a kindred. Inactive in Sweden for a while, which is very good. And, um, I mean, there, there, there's no known Sabat in, 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 that was at Elysium. Just I found out, you know, there might be people in their past that have been Sabat. That means that they have maybe done things. And Tempest is not too happy about that. Fair? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's in your backstory. In the like, backstory. <laughs> there was a moment when people were, like... I love Frida's Frida's new character. I, I, I am still devastated that there's no more Bella. But Helena is amazing, too. This is what saves me. Because Helena is this fucking amazing character. She's a really cool character. <laughs> but yeah, it's an amazing character. Frida plays her so well. Still listening, you're into this. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she plays her so well. And... I am so angry now that we decided not to reveal the juicy stuff because oh my god it was so good. <laughs> you can you can contact us later and yeah. find out the juicy stuff yeah. if you want. That sounds really gross. <laughs> okay, yes, <laughs> now I, it's turning into I like realize, after hours podcast. <laughs> I now realize how gross that sounds. It's not that gross. It's actually very very sweet. It's very good. It's very sweet. No, it's just it's. Just, because I've had wine. It's what is it now? Like three in the morning. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's like the whole thing is that there are a couple of secrets, which would be like it. It's shame to reveal it, and we're now realizing that some players of the LARP might actually listen right. to this, and those secrets should not be revealed. Right. Um, we we can we can talk a little bit about Tempest's backstory. That's okay. Yes. Because I don't think that that is necessarily a secret so much as just maybe she doesn't want it talked about. She doesn't want to talk about it openly. Yeah, especially because there are some Lysandra characters in Gothenburg. 
And yes. you have some, you have a past with a that clan. past with that clan and um, try to give them a wide berth. Um, but they, it's also Sabat. It's more Sabat than it is. I mean, Lissambra, yes, but it's also... Lissambra used to be all Sabat. Right. It's very recent that they're all non-Sabat Lissambra. But, but uh, Tempest is willing to look past the, the Very clan. big of you considering what happened. Very big considering what happened. But she understands. She does understand. Because it wasn't... It's mostly Lissambra. But it's not only Lissambra. That was there. I'm realizing this podcast is making, no, making no sense. Like, <laughs> it probably makes sense to Vampire the Masquerade fans, but people are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> if you well, want to read, eventually we're going to come out with this novel-length backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're at least enjoying the weirdness of these drunken weirdos <laughs> but the session was so amazing it was it was magical like I cried so much and Frida she's amazing <laughs> she's made this like blood mixture <laughs> and she gave me this little bottle that fits perfectly in the pouch of my it's not a real blood mixture it's yeah yeah, for, yeah it's, it's basically it's fake blood and I feel like I need to specify. Yeah. <laughs> it's fake blood. And it's like in this little bottle. So like, because vampires cry blood. Right. So, and I cried a lot. And so I put this blood on, like, it looks so good. It looked really good. It's amazing. But I just realized like, because I have these contact lenses. You, if you've seen the pictures, you know. Because I have this like, the right side of my face is burnt. And the eye is destroyed. Because uh, I got a contact lens. And my left eye is all black. I'm, I look really freaky. And I decided only my good eye can cry. I thought that was cool. Because I put, I, then I put drops of the fake blood on, in the corners of my eye and blinked. And they ran down and it looks really real. It looked really good. It looked very good. But then I realized, like, because I also started crying for real. So my decision that only my left eye can cry... That doesn't really work when I start crying for real because I can't stop my right eye from crying. <laughs> but but you know what? Because you were burned on your right eye, you couldn't see it. Yeah. Like I I, I knew like Dallas knew that you were crying, but that's like, like you, you don't have the blood streaks because it was actually like, they were like transparent water tears. Yeah, and it, it just it sort of landed in all the like makeup, so yeah. it, 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 technically you, you couldn't really tell. What when did I cry the most when you were around? It would have been the um, maybe when, maybe when the Hecatop came. Yeah, in. when she was talking about you get to talk to Bella again, that broke me. Well, also because it was very touching because she said, you know, if she's still here, you can give her a chance to move on. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm and pretty I'm, sure she would because Bella was so invested in my well being. It's so sad. And, she and so I, I could see Ami being very upset that maybe oh that Bella feel is like trapped. I think you I think you even asked at some point is she trapped? Like yeah. you know, she is she and and um this Hecatha character was like, Well, we can help her move, move on. on. Yeah. And I, I could see how important that was to Emmy. 
Um, so, so it will, it's even more than just talking. It's, it's about finding the peace. Yeah. And I felt, it felt empowering and also devastating because of course, like I know Emmy felt really bad about a few things when it comes to Bella. There was a quote when like Bella cursed the Baron mm-hmm. because she was like, I hate the fact that I have all this stupid political bullshit to deal with now when there's then there's something so much more important. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? What's more important? What are you talking about? Of course, it's it was the thing that's more important is my new sister. And it was like, she actually placed Emmy really high. Like, she hated being a baron because it detracted her from what's important and what's yeah. important was Emmy. Right. It was so touching. And I was like, oh... Yeah, I think I think that was the thing. One of the things about Bella um, was that she was she she cared too much, and that made her it made it difficult for her to be a baron. Well, here's the thing: like I know some background stuff about Bella. Mm-hmm. Her, her humanity isn't actually that high, mm-hmm. but she has found ways to emulate humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain. But she did care about Emmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a lot of things where she find out that pretending to care about this thing gives me this payoff. Right. So she had a, she had a few manipulative streaks. Sure. I yeah. mean, if you're in power, generally you have those, and that's yeah. you know. But she was good at manipulating. Uh, however, it, I I get the sense that with Emmy, because they were both. Uh, they were both, um, well, first of all, Nosferatu. There's a sibling bond always mm-hmm. with Nosferatu, except for my, my sire. Sorry, <laughs> I, I love you, Anders. Oh, no, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I love you, A. Because <laughs> uh, I've only actually played you the once. Really? Yeah. But we do mid-plays. Like, he tells yes, me between yes. what happens. I can't how, wait uh, to meet you. He's um, such a great, you're a wonderful guy. Like, so fun to see you before, it was so fun to see you before the game. I've heard. Such w- a sweet guy. And then the game starts and you're this monster. I've heard wonderful things about you. I've heard terrible things about your character. <laughs> but and it's also, like, Lungard, he has a few sweet spots too. It's really? Like, he's, he's actually quite a complex character. But yeah, you can't, like, morally, you can't excuse his horrible things. But he does have a few standards. Okay. I, I mean, he's very pro Camarilla, which yeah. is good for Tempest. But it's like it's violent and doesn't, like, it's, 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 it's terrible in so many ways. And, like, Emmy yes. still sleeps in a rusty bathtub. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've heard very, not only from Emmy, from different people. You seem, um,. I'm I'm sure you're a lovely person. I've heard wonderful he things is. from Katerina, really from Katerina here about how wonderful you are, but your character seems very scary, <laughs> and Tempest can't wait to meet you. Yeah, because it's gonna be intense. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're still listening, <laughs> it's but like he feels so bad about not being able to show up for so many sessions. Oh, but we ma- we managed to work it work make it work story wise. Yes. Yes. Um, 
and he has told me like between sessions what he does and what he says and he's really good he's a good larper yes yes uh, i mean he has a family and everything right yeah. so it's yeah like and his job gets in the way understandable. it's a shame understandable i heard it was americans this time yeah I'm sorry meeting yeah american <laughs> businessmen <laughs> i have nothing to do with those nothing Are you sure you're not responsible for every american businessman if if i were that would be weird really weird <laughs> i maybe like one one thousandth like responsible i do have a few shares in different stocks here and there but that's just pure luck like that's <laughs> wow <laughs> you are an interesting character in your own right <laughs> that's true that is very true. <laughs> We're talking about all these fantasy characters, but you actually... My, okay, so one of my best friends in America um, told me once um, that I... No matter what um, I write, uh, my life and my, fa- my family is weirder and more fantastical than any fantasy book I could create. <laughs> They got a point. They do have a point. I think she's right. Yeah, she is right. <laughs> you are pretty amazing, Dallas. Oh, well, amazing, maybe. Weird. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I love that reaction. Amazing, maybe. Like, okay. I'm a bit amazing, sure. <laughs> value of listening to the episode. I don't know what's the moral you of the story. You get to the point. <laughs> I'm gonna start talking about um, another glass of wine, and it's gonna be ranting oh, about shit. Ian McKellen. Sorry. No, 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 Your no. Your glass is empty. No, no. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're gonna have another glass. I am evil now. No, 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 not too much. Okay, not okay, much. that's a half a glass. Perfect. You perfect. can take a half a glass. Okay. I'm... So this is this is when I start ran- ranting about Ian McKellen. Oh, that's yes. my drunken my drunken go to. <laughs> because your teacher has a beef with Ian McKellen. Okay, there's a few things with Ian McKellen. Now we're started. We're started. <laughs> you did not expect this to show up. <laughs> you, any listeners still listening? This is the treat. This is the treat you were like. You're rewarded for waiting. I have several stories about Ian McKellen. <laughs> so go. So yes, I had a professor, um, who's lovely, who um, has some personal beef with Ian McKellen. Literal personal. I don't know what it is. It's also Ian McKellen and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Some sort of... Sorry. Somebody hit on his fiancé. It doesn't make sense because Ian McKellen's gay. But it has Andrew... I don't know if Andrew Lloyd Webber's involved in this or if that's a separate piece. Is that a threesome? I don't... No, I don't think it was a threesome. I just think... I just... I just think that some... I don't know. I, I think it's two separate beefs, actually. <laughs> My other story about Ian McKellen is I used to work in London at the National Theatre and I worked in a restaurant. And um, 
we were so full at one time. And I mean, we got, we got actors all the time, you know, that like, like famous actors all the time. But one time we were absolutely positive. Like people were hanging from the rafters full. Like there was no place. And Ian McKellen walks in with his young boyfriend and is like, table for two, please. We had no place to put him. But we found a place because it's Ian McKellen. This is the National Theater. And he sat like by the window on like by the like kitchen. Like really not a nice place. Eating hummus with a spoon because he's very vegetarian. Hummus with a spoon. Okay. <laughs> if you're still listening, I know that's not a very exciting story. Then my other story about Ian McKellen. <laughs> that was a story. That was a full story. Okay. <laughs> Tyson. <laughs> is that there is some dinner, like luncheon, that we hosted. And so there's all these, like, it, it, it was, like, young actors. And it was, like, a nerd festival. Like, like, so Ian McKellen was there. And, um... Oh, uh, Michael Gambon was there. Like, wow. like, like, um, people from Downton Abbey were there. Like, like, loads and loads. Seriously, nerd fest. Plus, like, young actors, because it was uh, awarding them. And as I said, Ian McKellen is either vegan or vegetarian, so he had a very special salad. And I delivered the salad to Ian McKellen. <laughs> But, and it was before anybody else got their food, but he was flirting with a, a person that played Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. So an elf, if you're paying attention. And then all of a sudden, the salad disappears. And Wait, nobody sorry. knows what happened to the salad. And everybody's asking me, tell us, what'd you do with the salad? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let me just... The quote is, Dallas, what did you do with Ian McKellen's salad? That is somehow the best quote I've heard in a long time. I'm like, I delivered it. I took it. You saw me take it. And they're like, he's not there. <laughs> so this is my theory. This is what happened. Because Michael Gambon was there. Did he eat me McKellen's salad? So, Dumbledore <laughs> took Gandalf salad. Dumbledore took Gandalf salad. Oh no. And I will go to my grave saying that that's what happened. <laughs> oh gosh. Dumbledore stole Gandalf's salad and it's a true story. It's how a true is, story. How is this you a true saw, story? You saw it happen. Or you heard it happen, you didn't see it. I saw it happen. <laughs> this is the weirdest true story anyone's ever told. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is who I rant about when I'm drunk. It's Ian McKellen. So if I ever meet you again, Ian McKellen. Sorry about your salad. I am not sorry about your salad because it was Dumbledore's fault. It was Dumbledore's fault. I'm sorry that Dumbledore stole your salad, Gandalf. 
I, Maybe you didn't deserve it. Wow. Gandalf did not deserve a salad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Gandalf didn't deserve to lose his salad. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I get by that, yeah. Gandalf deserves his salad. He, yeah. I'm sorry you lost your salad, Gandalf. <laughs> Is there a point of anyone listening to this at the moment? <laughs> You're still listening. Kudos. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> this is even either the best or the worst episode ever. And I will happily tell this story again. <laughs> this is my How how Dumbledore stole Gandalf's salad. Yep. Somehow there. some of our vampire stories ended up about Dumbledore stealing Gandalf's salad. Because, mm-hmm. sure, why not? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I mean, if a doctor was there, uh, uh, quite, quite a few doctors have come through the National Theatre as well. Um, Doctor Who's. But, um, but they were not... I don't think any were at this particular meeting. But I have served couple of the doctors. Which doctors have you served? I have served um, uh, number nine. Exton? Yes. Who yeah. is very, very lovely, by oh, the way. Oh, well, it's nice to hear. And um, and also ten. So the oh, brilliant David Tennant. Nice. And he was also very lovely. And well, everyone knows David Tennant is lovely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he was actually going to see Rose in a play. So there's oh. some there's some little nerd. Oh, I know. Nice. So if you're still listening and you're a Doctor Who fan, then if you're in your Whovian, there you go. You know who's a Doctor Who fan? Who? Frida. Frida. Uh, I hope I can say your name on she, here. She's greenlit the name Frida. On okay. Great. Yes. And uh, yeah, to circle back, she's the player of Bella and Helena that we've been talking about. And they're 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 good friends in real life. He was going to support her. Yeah, I've heard they're good friends. They are good friends. Um, unfortunately, the play was not great, but <laughs> but he's a ve- he's very lovely. Um, Everyone most knows are. David Tennant is lovely. Yes, and I was very self conscious because I had been working and I didn't. I had to like reach over him, but. You know, I really hope Matt Smith is lovely. I like Matt Smith. Yes, I've never met Matt Smith. Um, I think he was like his mischievous side was charming. I I, I never I've never watched Doctor Who. I've only seen <gasps> a couple episodes. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I've seen a couple. Um, before I moved to London, I'm not gonna say when because that's gonna age me and that's gonna be embarrassing. But a few of my friends showed me a couple episodes, and you know it was fine. But I started grad school and I was busy and I just never could get into it. No. Which episode did you see? It was it was all Eccleston. Okay, sure. The gas mask episode. Are you my mommy? No, no. That was a good episode. You should see that episode. Uh, yeah, no. No. Um, you know? Oh, like like I know that a lot of these. I know of a lot of these episodes. You know. So it's like. How are we talking about Doctor Who? All of a now we're talking about Doctor Who. That's how this is where we got. Yeah, it's because of the wine. I know. I know. 
Yeah, and the bo- the wine box isn't even blue. Yes. Oh my god, my pants are getting worse. They're really bad. That was bad. I really okay. want to talk about the juicy stuff in the LARP. Cause it was... What, what more... Ju- I mean, I know that there's a few more things that happen, but... I don't know. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. It is too dangerous. Because even even if the player doesn't meta play, it's it's still pretty dangerous. It's oh, it's so good though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The story is amazing. I love that you know because your character figured it out, you little minx. Well, because I was around and <laughs> and we were being obvious. And sorry. it wasn't exactly subtle. I think we've actually given it away. We've now. given some of it away, but we won't say it because then you can't prove it. Yes. You cannot prove anything. It's there's not like this is a recording of this or anything. <laughs> but but okay, and also Toriadors are very into beauty and, and, and romance. So that must that must mean you hate me. Because I'm not beautiful at all in the But life. but beauty in all forms. Aww, beauty sweet. in all forms. I love the photo we have of me and and and, 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 uh, and Helena like like very beauty in the beast. <laughs> very but um and i'm the beast i'm afford unfortunately yeah but well but, but it's it's all about transformation and, and learning to accept all different forms no no that's nell right nell is transformation i'm kidding well yeah <laughs> sorry now we're now it's all blurring together but um but yes this toreador if, if you're still in the LARP and you're still listening, I'm really impressed. But this Toreador is into beauty in all forms. So so even if, if something may not seem beautiful in the conventional sense, that doesn't mean that there is beauty in it or beauty within it. So, um... So... Uh, absolutely, she likes, she loves Toreador, and she loves Toreadors, she loves Nosferatu as well, I mean, because they, they have their particular kind of beauty, and especially the good ones. I love, Tempest is a very kind Toreador. Well, she's a friend with a lot of Anarch, she's friends with Nell. Yes. She's friends with Emmy, so it's like a very kind Toreador. Um... Uh, but I did have a moment with Madame Clementine today, which was sweet, because Madame Clementine is stuffy. She's she's stuffy. Yeah. And and she's her thing is fragrance. So um. Clementine is fragrance. Not Clementine. No, Philo- That's Quila. Right. Okay. I was trying to make it. I don't know what Clementine's thing is, but she's very high class. It's white. Oh wow. But yeah, she's always been very dismissive of my character because I'm a Nosferatu. I'm ugly and I'm disgusting to her. Uh, and now she, there was a Christmas ball and she demanded everyone be dressed up for Christmas. You weren't allowed in the Elysium room unless you were Christmassy. And my character was not Christmassy at all. Uh, but Tempest put a wreath on my head and Helena gave me a rose. And when there was an announcement to be made in the Elysium room by Madame Clementine, and I was really terrified that she would hate me because I didn't show up in a Christmas outfit. But my character was so distraught, there was just no thought of festivity. Um, 
But you put the wreath on my head and Hella gave me a rose and I walk in very carefully and very like terrified. She walks up to me and I just shrink down, look down and I was like, I'm sorry, madam. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she just looks at the rose I'm holding. She reaches out and touches the rose and just goes, this is a very lovely color. And she smiles at me and walks off, just approving my presence in her ball. And that was really touching. Yes. Because she, like, she's usually very dismissive, ugly characters like mine. Ah, so nice. Like, I actually, like, I was afraid there were so many horrible things that would break me today. And some things did. Yes. But other things were just wonderfully lovely. Yes. It was a great session. It was, it was a very complex session, I yeah. would say. And, um, yeah, Sabat. <gasps> Sabat. Well, we, uh, is among us. I've heard a thing. I heard a thing. It's a rumor. It's a rumor. We won't say. We won't say. Did you hear this rumor? Because this is something I heard when Tempest wasn't near. Oh, maybe there's another rumor. Yeah, because there's a there's a twist to the whole former prince and Bella Bloodbond. <gasps> Something they were working on because Bella's dead and the former prince is missing. No one can ask them. But apparently they were investigating a plot a Sabat plot to <gasps> retake Gothenburg. And everybody who knew anything about this investigation are now gone. Fuck. That, oh, That's bad. <laughs> that is really bad. That's really bad. It's such a wonderful twist, though. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> I don't know how much above a rumor this is, but I heard... I was sitting, I love the fact that I'm sitting in a room full of anarchs and they feel free to op speak openly. Okay, after the mic goes off, we're telling me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you don't get to hear this secret spy stuff. <laughs> um... Because because my my I feel drunk enough to share this now, but Tempest was tortured by this bot. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't like them very much. Um, La Sombra Sabat, by the way. Uh, La Sombra Sabat specifically, but uh, um, she's she's more against Sabat than she is La Sombra. Well, sure, sure. Um, it's 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 more about the sabbat, but yes, it was La Sombra. Um which I I don't think is too much of a, a juicy secret in the sense because you know they they there's more La Sombra in Sabat. I think generally, <laughs> she does tend to give the La Sombra that she's met at Elysium so far a wide berth. Wait. Did you meet Sitka? I didn't speak with her. So you haven't... Did you meet... Have you met Lissandra? Like, have you, or have you just seen them? 
Um, Apart from backstory, I mean. Right, right. No, I, I didn't speak with her. Okay. You could ask Emmy. Emmy knows quite a few things about Zitka. Yes. Yes. That was a fantastic... Were you there for that scene, by the way? That was right before the Nora... When Emmy... When, no, sorry. When Helena started, like, rousing Nora. Mm-hmm. And we were talking... People were talking about my sire, Lundgaard. Mm. And they were talking about this La Sombra. And they were teaching Helena about La Sombra. I was she, not there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Because I thought this would be so awesome for for, for, for Tempest to be here. Because she's got some input. But people were explaining La Sombra to Helena. And she's like, oh, my God, that's so creepy. I was like, that was really fun. And um, then they were talking about this. This is this La Sombra is now Camarilla. And she's here at LARP. And they were talking about, oh, yeah, she's together. Like, Lundgaard... Uh, the Nosferatu kind of is kind of in, have has a crush on her, right? And they kind of live together. And then I was like, well, yes, but she hasn't actually been in the Haven for a few months. Mm. And they looked oh, at I, me. Oh, that's when I, yeah, about when yeah. I came in. Yes. And they looked at me like, wait, how do you know that she, she hasn't been in Longer's Haven for months? I'm like, because it is also my Haven. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Right. Yes, I am Lundgar's child. Whoa. <laughs> like, <Right>. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> that was like a really nice twist. Like, okay. okay. So I just like trash talk your sire. And I'm like, whoops. I mean, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, every, I cannot deny anything of what you said about my sire. Sorry. If you're listening, Anders, I love you. You're a wonderful player, but Lundgaard is horrible. But I have to say, he's more of a complex character. He's not just a monster. He is a monster, but not only a monster. I'm very curious. I'm very curious, drama-wise. But, um... I... Yeah. Tempest is wary. Very (laughs) wary. You live with a Lissambra. And, you know, I don't want to (laughs) judge. I don't want to judge. I, um, it's not my you know. choice. <laughs> I don't want to live there. No, not Emmy. I sleep in a rusty bathroom. <laughs> not closet. Emmy. I don't judge Emmy for living there. But I do. <laughs> I sleep no one's going to know what we're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun because it's not like people you usually listen to role play pod it's all tabletop when you have like right. four players in a campaign right we're like 25 30 <laughs> players there's so many parallel stories going on so many parallels <laughs> like this is like every character has their own role play experience right. which is like unique you don't get this in tabletop uh yeah fair. but it's amazing i don't know if i can ever go to tabletop now Oh, wow, we ruined you for tabletop. But I, I don't really have time, so there's... I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. Because it's so, like, if immersion is what you're into, what you have now is the peak. Right. You cannot get more immersion than this in right. play. I think getting more immersion than this is damaging to your brain. Yeah. The frenzy scene I had... That was, I yeah. I literally can't remember half of it because I was literally francing for real. 
I, you have to please tell me details because it's a blur to me. It was, uh, pretty much everybody stopped and looked at you. I'm sorry to really? say. Everybody, it, it pretty much stopped. As, as far as I, I could see. Wow. Everybody was like, oh shit, somebody's frenzy. Oh, sorry. S-bomb now. Um, well, we had a few F-bombs already. Yes. <laughs> um, somebody's frenzying. Oh crap. We See gotta that. like, yeah. We gotta deal with this, um, and it was dealt with, and then and then it sort of carried on, but uh, it did stop everything. I've heard a few people going whoa at the thing, and there's the thing I I don't quite remember it because I was just it was like a frenzy in my head, like it was just. Had desperately trying just to hurt everything around me. It was so weird. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. And I am... I would like some people to describe what happened. Because I have no freaking clue. I mean, I was sort of in the back. But it was... Um, I mean, you came in and you started making noises. And, and I mean, I knew as, you, as soon as you came in there, that it was, it was done. Shit's, shit's going and, down. And, um... <laughs> yeah, because I think actually before it technically started is when I made eyes with Nora. And, um... So she sort of followed... And then it just all like went out. And I, I do remember the prince coming in and I remember him being like, okay, this is, you know, this is not great. Um, um, what else? I mean, yeah, pretty much everybody just stopped and looked at you and was oh, wow. quite, um, it was, it, yeah quite intense I I was actually quite amazed that the prince I went up and apologized to the prince afterwards yes and Tempest was there during that you yeah. were yes because I was actually impressed with how understanding he was he was he was understanding yes like I like sure like you had just lost a clan sibling of course that was distraught. Like, of course you were distraught. Right. And also you're very yeah. young. So yeah. Yeah. But then the, the conversation went on to the thin blood and it's like, yes, she's in my laboratory at the moment and when I'm done with it, Nora can Yes, it's quite dark. I'm like, you had a good thing going, dude. You ruined it. <laughs> you were nice to me and now you're horrible again, dude. <laughs> like... It was it was a lot of bureaucracy for him though. I got yeah. I mean, not not that it equals you know killing kindred, but yeah. Um, still. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Okay, I think you turn the mic off so you can tell me. Oh. The um, the some of the juicy part. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to be left out from the juicy parts. <laughs> this just turned into an after-hours podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 yes. 
if you go to my Patreon and and just you become a subscriber and maybe you get to hear the juicy part. I'm kidding. I don't have a Patreon. We're an OnlyFans because that's what it sounds like. Okay, yes. I should get an OnlyFans and talk about the juicy parts. Okay, sorry. I'm kidding. I don't have an OnlyFans and I'm not planning on getting one. But there were juicy parts. <laughs> there were juicy parts. Um... Yeah, so if you have made it this far, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And please tell me what you thought. Please tell Dallas what you thought. <laughs> um, um, because, you know, uh, I, I think it's kind of funny and I'm very impressed that you got this far. And by all means, that yeah. has earned you the right to tell me exactly what you think. Now, why are you still <laughs> listening? <laughs> We are a bu- bu- we're two drunk weirdos who are just going on about our fantasy lives. Yes. <laughs> but Dumbledore really did steal Gandalf's salad. Dumbledore stole Gandalf's salad. That is the moral of the story for some reason. That was not fantasy. Dumbledore stole Gandalf's salad and that's the part that's not fantasy? Yes! (laughs) Oh, God! Why are you still listening to us? We are insane. This happened. There was other witnesses. You are right. With this been like an hour twenty two for this part, and we had like a what thirty forty, so almost two hours episode. Wow! Probably wow! So if you really are still listening, then I am super super impressed. Yeah, why well, I'm impressed? I love you so much. <laughs> you are so good. Ah, uh, please comment and subscribe. I mean, this isn't YouTube, so there's no subscribe button. I think is there? I, know, I, it's my I have a follow button on my phone. Okay, so subscribe. No, hey, come on. Leave a five-star review. On Yelp? Can you do that? No, but on Apple Podcasts or whatever. Oh, You can sure. leave, like, a review. Yes. Leave a review. And if I get many reviews, I might tell you the juicy stuff. <laughs> I really, really and then I'll tell you my, my Stanley Tucci story. <laughs> what is with us? How are we this weird? What do you mean? How are we this weird? <laughs> this is the tamest thing we've done all evening. How is this the tamest thing we've done all evening? <laughs> Plus, I'm sorry, guys. I I thank you for listening this far. I love you. I love you too. I really appreciate gotten this far. You are amazing for sticking with us, insane people for this long. <laughs> and anyone from the LARP listening, thank you for making this LARP so amazing. It was really amazing, really very much. Yes, if you're if you're listening, it's like it's like a great book or a great movie, except you're living it. Living it, yes. It's quite fun. Oh, <gasps> that's the moral of the story. You got a LARP. Got a LARP. Yeah, you got a lot. All right.
Thank you. I love you. I and love you. Bye. if I don't click, and now it'll never end. Bye.